This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Hopefully you guys are Office fans. And you guys can remember the episode where Michael was listening to the GPS with Dwight in the car and he drove into the lake. It said, turn right here. There's no, what do you mean turn right? It says to turn right, Doc. And then they wind up in the lake. Well, an unprepared hiker had to be rescued by helicopter in British Columbia after reportedly following a phantom trail on Google Maps. <laughs> on Saturday, the 4th of November, a team of two helicopter rescue technicians were hoisted uh, into evacuate an individual stranded on a cliff on the backside of the mountain. This is in the Kennedy Falls area. How the hell did they find him? How did they know he needed help? That's well, amazing. It said a low cloud ceiling and dense tree canopy meant that the hiker could not be spotted from the air. Previously, a non-existent trail in the area was visible on Google Maps. NSR has since received word that the fake trail north of Fromm has been deleted from the app. It is simply not appropriate, appropriate to navigate in the wilderness using urban street maps like Google Maps, said NSR. So it's not our fault. It's your fault. Whose fault is it if you're looking at the GPS? Like, you got to see where you're going, right? I would. We've all had a, that experience often enough where maybe not on a mountain. It, but having you have that experience, like, there's a place in D.C. that every time I go through it, turn left here and you end up in a parking lot. And it's just a, it's a, just a glitch in the GPS. It happens every time I go. I forget so, who I was in the car with where we got to the five-way stop in Maryland. And I'm like, who came up with this? What is this in the city? It's a five. It's like who has the right of way? Yeah, I think I need to go back south, to school. They call it five points. <laughs> yeah. How? It's, it's one right there at the University of South Carolina. See, it just doesn't make any sense. But you don't walk off the side of a cliff. Ah, the maps are telling me this is the trail, guys. Yeah, fall to your death, you okay. moron. That's the problem. We've come too reliant on technology. Yeah. And then when it doesn't work, and sometimes it just doesn't. Like oh, oh yesterday. I was putting on the um, Jelly Roll mm-hmm. uh, CD, and I had it going through my Bose speaker. I have a little Bose Minis in the apartment, and I, I, I couldn't get it to work. The thing starts speaking different languages to me. I'm like, what the hell is going on? I mean, did, it, did it turn you on? No, it got me frustrated. <laughs> I mean, it was a woman's voice, so maybe. But it was like Italian, and it was some, maybe German. I didn't recognize it, but what the hell? And then finally, hit English. I hit it, hit this button. I got it back onto English, but uh, there are flaws in these things. Yeah. You know? It was Albanian. It was Marco from Tropoia. Good luck. They got him. Guys, we got him. It's over. Joe, Rob, Ed, no need to worry anymore. They caught the public masturbator. An Arlington man has been charged with public masturbation. Arlington, Texas? Arlington, Virginia. Virginia, okay. Peeping at a business last Friday and has been identified as a suspect in a separate public masturbation incident at the pickleball courts. Who's back there... (laughs) Burping the one-eyed worm while people are playing pickleball, for crying out loud. Well, look at the age of the pickleball players. We haven't seen one in a while. There's uh, Walter Reed Community Center. That's where it happened at. As Walter part- Reed? Yes. As part- 
on a military base. <laughs> what? As part of their investigations, officers identified Rodriguez as, as the suspect in exposure incident at the pickleball courts. That's a nice pickleball. <laughs> Check out mine. <laughs> Come on, man. What is going on? 10.45 a.m., a patrol officer was contacted by the community member about a male suspect pumping off by the pickleball courts. What are you, like, you said most people playing pickle pickleball are, like, a little older, right? That When you've yeah, been out? I'm general, but I, yeah. from what I've seen. There's young people playing, yeah. but, you know. like nah, you know. first person pickleball I know was J.J. Hardy. The first one told me about it. Was it really? He yeah. probably learned it from some old cat on the pickleball courts. <laughs> Same way I learned to play chess from some old guy. You like chess? Here. Why the hell is that piece moving an L? It doesn't make any damn sense. Anyway. Yeah, so you still playing ping pong? No, man. I'm in this thing called pickleball now. Well, see, that's that's probably a natural transition for an athlete like him, too, yeah. is to go from... Because he was... they would He would beat guys... Um, well, ping pong? And, and, yeah, Dude. table tennis. Nobody no, could touch been, him. He should have been a pro. Yeah. He should have been a pro. They did tell the, the one great story about Chris Davis playing ping pong with a, a drumstick, a chicken leg. He oh, really? played somebody and beat him with a chicken leg. <laughs> So, anyway, all right, let's get to this last story, because this is a dilemma, all right? We've all had family members live with us, or former family members, whatever, people right. move in. Somebody that's not, you know, you have your your direct family, right? My wife, myself, my two kids. Yeah. Okay. And then you invite somebody else to live family. in. Yeah, your immediate family. I couldn't think of the word, because I'm stupid. All right, so this is a 25-year-old male that lives with his 25-year-old girlfriend, female, of course. Kids five, that's a girl, and a boy who's one that's male. I think it's imperative we talk about the ages of the kids because I think it does apply. Says his dad always brings in a new girl during the day when the kids are mostly up and will be making a lot of noise. I have asked him to wait until the kids are asleep or at least when they're at school. However, he would get up, say, it's my house or get the F out then. Oh, so they live with their dad. This is the deal. You're living with your dad, not that he moved in with them. I had it backwards. I will definitely be taking him up on those words and get myself an apartment, especially for the kids. I'm not trying to be rude. Yes, it's his house, but I pay the biggest bill, and the kids are smart enough and imitate the sounds. This is like Forrest Gump. Well, more like me, Katie Kahn. Katie Kahn, right? <laughs> imitating me. Um, imitating you. So my girlfriend of six years and our kids are only living with me at my father's place only because I told her to move in with me and my father had no problem with it. I do have a job and two kids. I do provide for myself and my family and continue to do this in the household. So I'm not mooching off my father. He splits the bills. It's his dad's house. It always has been when he moved in, mm -hmm. he started paying the bills. Okay. So I'm assuming him moving out probably hurts his dad as much, you know, or at least he's going to have to start paying more money. Said they're from the Caribbean and getting an apartment. It isn't quick and easy. I'm working on it. It's uh, it said it's the house. My children are asleep or at school, and like it's fine for him to do whatever he wants. We've just asked that he not doing it do it during these hours that the kids are home. Couldn't you do it later at night? And he said they're pretty loud. How do you guys feel about this situation? Now this is the girlfriend. This, he, no, this the, the is girlfriend the lives with the, the son. Son's girlfriend lives with him. Yeah, so it's the son, his girlfriend of okay. six years, their okay. two kids right. are living with the dad, but the son also pays bills. Okay, so the son and the girlfriend are those the, they have these kids together. Yes. All right. So what do you think? Who's in the wrong here? Because hmm. you seem to be like like this could have been you. It was me. Oh. I mean, I had my son lived with me, and his girlfriend lived with me, and I still had a life. So. 
you have to kind of respect I, each other's. I can just imagine Jack walking out. Just, the, <laughs> hold on. The difference is that they don't have kids. No, I don't think. I don't think yeah. the son and the girlfriend have an issue with it. They just don't want the kids here. I don't listen to me. I don't have an issue with it, dude. Yeah. I mean, you explain. If you want to go on your moral high horse, still you're living with your girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not your wife. Yeah. You know what I mean, if you want to go on the moral high horse, yeah. I have no problem with that either. But don't give me your moral high horse when you're living with your girlfriend and you yeah. got two kids together. And I can't you know, How do you expl- like, how do you explain that to your kids? No spanking, no screaming. Yeah, I don't. I don't have a problem with it. I just, I just imagine Jack getting up in the morning to get some orange juice and he's taking a sip and oh hi. Somebody's tied up in the corner with a ball gag in their mouth. It's like, nice to meet you. I guess I'll find out your name later. Or oh, even worse, did you see? Um, you saw the movie Baby Boy. Yes. And Ving Rhames was in the kitchen, oh. naked, cooking eggs. <laughs> Want some eggs? <laughs> That's even. We got the meats. <laughs> mm. <laughs> it is a dilemma. You're around with no clothes on in the kitchen, cooking. By the way, I don't think there's anything wrong with asking the dad if he can stop doing down. that. Yeah. There's nothing but wrong with asking him, but there's nothing but, wrong with him saying no. Yeah, so then you know what your decision is. you got to move out. Now. Yeah. It is what it is. That's your world of stupid. I'm going to get it when I can get it. Well, the parents' life can't stop because they're living there. Yeah. That's off to the dad for still, I mean, grown man yeah, and true. kids and his dad still. You're welcome. Hats off to him. <laughs> <laughs> And that's not me clapping for enjoyment. That's me imitating. That's dad going to church. <laughs> Take you to church. <laughs> Jeremy and Ed's top three NFL teams at 745. Don't go anywhere. On the other side, is Mike Tomlin the best coach on a bad team? Is John Harbaugh the worst coach on a good team? Baltimore's Big Bad Morning Show on the fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. 
the biggest sports radio stations in the country, providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams, all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives, streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 717 in the AM, Baltimore's Big Bad Morning Show on the fan. Why does he do that to you, Joe, as if you enjoy that? Why does he actually think you enjoy that? Because he smiled. He, Jeremy (laughs) fakes like he's playing instruments when Joe plays some song. I'm not even playing the instrument. instrument. A flute. A flute. (laughs) No no flute in the song. There's no flute in the Um, song. It was a piccolo. You guys don't know A piccolo? I mean a piccolo. I'm watching him play the flute. I'm like, you can't be doing this. If you, I thought you were going to pull the violin. I mean, you had a violin player in Dave Matthews. But I was a violin player. It was a jazz flute, okay? okay. A jazz flute. Thank you, Mr. Burgundy. Juit that capu. Anyway. Oh, boy. But I look at Joe because I haven't looked at him today, and I was trying to make him laugh. He, and he's okay with stupid. that. Joe said he's okay with you he not looking laugh. at him. He did laugh. We did miss you yesterday. Thanks. We had... Carpenter come in and he said, "I'm sorry, I wasn't. I hope I wasn't an idiot on the air today." And I said, "Well, Jeremy wasn't here, so we needed someone. We needed an idiot. Yeah, we <laughs> needed the world of stupid. That's fine. That's me. So, Jeremy, are you surprised by the Steelers' six and three record this year? Of course. Yeah. I mean, you have to be. Like they've been out. Like you look at their games and go, "How did they win? They found another way to win." Like we look at some of these Ravens games going. How did they find a way to lose? So, yeah, even though the Ravens have a better record, they're a far superior team, even though they lost to them. I'm surprised when I look at the, the Steelers and see that they record. They have a, 20, a negative 26-point differential. Not only that, they've been yeah. outgained in every game. Yeah. It's unbelievable. It, it, it doubled up on a win, on a win total over losses. Mm-hmm. It, they, very, they could very well be 3-6 and six or worse. Yeah. What's the key? They should be. I don't know. Coach, I guess. He's the, the only factor that's constant there. Is Mike Tomlin the best coach on a bad team, man? If you look at the bad teams in the NFL, bad teams. Patriots are bad teams. Uh, are a bad team. Um, uh, see, the Jets aren't a bad team. They just don't have a quarterback. Uh, you could say the Titans are a bad team. Uh, are the Broncos a bad team? Yeah. yeah. I'd say yeah. The Giants are a bad team. Commanders are a bad team. The Bears are a bad team. Packers are. Uh, Falcons, Tampa Bay, Carolina, Arizona. None of those teams have winning teams have winning records. No. And he his team could be that team, Jeremy. They could be that three and six team or, or two and seventeen. Yeah. I mean the acknowledged best coach of the lot has is two and eight now with the Patriots. So I mean that he's not you know. He's not the fact that they're getting him on the, the right track. Did you hear the rumor about him, too? Like, that he's already has an idea where he's going after this season. Belichick, that they're going to – they've agreed to part ways. I heard the Bears or something. There's going to be nobody that's a Somebody coach said away. the Raiders. There's going to be nobody that's a coach away from winning the Super Bowl. None, none of those teams are getting him. Mm-hmm. They're not. But, but the but point is, he has been regarded as the best coach of the past 20 years or so. And as you said, Ed, he's not the common denominator – on a winning team has been for the, for the most part Tom Brady was the common denominator on that team. Yeah. I mean, I hate to say, I think he proved it when he went to Tampa. Mike Tomlin lost a Hall of Fame quarterback in Ben Roethlisberger and hasn't had a losing season since. Mm-hmm. And he's had a, a, a who he's had a, a, a revolving door of quarterbacks, none of them of which you would take. Now, but to, to be fair, he's they've had extraordinary luck this year. Where the, the game with the Ravens, who has seven drops in a game? 
That's extraordinarily rare. Ravens should have won that game easily. So there's one win. Then you had the camera who he faced. We had like the defense scored twice. That's the Cleveland Browns. Yeah. I mean, so he's had some extraordinary luck in these That's games. That's the game that Chubb got hurt. Um, you also had last week against the Packers where they had shots at the end zone. They had so many opportunities at the end zone, and then the defense shows up there. Yeah. Okay, you're giving me this year. The man has never had a losing season. No, but oh, you're no. talking about right now. I, I'm just saying, I mean, six and three. but that's that's his, how his career yeah. has gone. I mean, maybe he's been lucky his entire career, but well, he's never experienced a losing season. Ben Roethlisberger couldn't throw seven yards. They found a way to win. Found a way to win. The flip side is this. You know, the Baltimore Ravens are the first team – in 40 years that have, you know, uh, uh, had had losses with a top five um, um, average of, of, of total, I should say, minutes of, of trailing. They're in the top five in the past 40 years of total minutes trailing. By the way, that catch- And they're the only team in the first 10 games. They're the only team with losses on that time. The other four teams are 10-0. and 0, Ravens are 7-3. So could you, if, could you call John Harbaugh maybe the worst coach on a good team? I, I don't think that's. I think John Harbaugh is a good coach. I'm just wondering if the message has grown stale or grown stale here after a while, um, and things need to change. I like there are times where I'm looking at games, and I'm going, I don't know what they're doing or what they're thinking. Why did they run this? Why did they do this? Why is this the decision? Not like other people when it's fourth and two, like oh we should we shouldn't go for it. We should kick the field goal. Um, I'm okay being aggressive, but I just think it's unfair to call him a bad coach on a good team because I, I do think that. He has something to do with them being good. He does. I think he also has something to do with them I'm losing three games. Well, that's why I'm how, saying how, I think maybe that's gone stale a little bit. That um, you know, because we look at some of these things, the answers we get after games when they lose, it's BS. I feel like we're just being lied to at times. I think I think Harbaugh has something to do with the losses, but my vote for worst coach on a good team would not be him. It would be Sean McDermott. There's no way the Bills should be five and five. No way. Oh, there's an easy one for this, though. There's no way it should be fine. Who? Brandon Staley. And you can tell me the Chargers uh, aren't a good team. Yeah. They should be. I don't know. They should that's be. That's a talented they be, team. They should be better than they are. But I don't – four and five uh, for the Chargers, I don't see better than five and four for them, really. I don't, I mean, when you look at it from top to bottom, I don't think they're that good. I think, How good would they be if Tom was their coach? I don't know because he's a phenomenal coach. You talk about, but then again, I think they'd be like seven and three, right? But then now. again, you're giving credit to Tommy. I think the Bills mm-hmm. shouldn't be more than a two-loss team. The Bills shouldn't mm-hmm. be five and five. There's no way that team is loaded. I think the Chargers are loaded. I, I don't. I do. I think Staley's the problem. They've got a good quarterback. They got good receivers. They have a good running back. They got a good defense. They got great pass rush. I mean, they got a lot going for them. I, I, I think. I think as good as they are, I think the Bills are better. Um. I just do, and and their team. And when you knock on the door and all of a sudden fade, you know why do you fade? You knocked on the door. You added to that roster, and now you're going backwards. Chargers have never knocked on that door, even before, even before Brandon Staley. But you get what I'm saying, like yeah. you know, like there are guys you look at in this league. I think you brought up a good one. If the rumors are true about McDermott meddling in that offense, and then Dorsey's the one that gets the axe. Um, yeah, I, I I totally get that. I just like. When you look at Harbaugh, I think you can poke holes um, in the coaching style and some of the things that he's done, decision-making. But he has also been a forward-thinking coach. Um, He's used analytics, which I like. I know some people don't agree with it. I like him. Um, And then also, I I feel like he's been a little bit more forward-thinking at times. And then there are times during games where I'm going, what is this? Here's my problem with Harbaugh, Jeremy. Name an offensive coordinator 
that you didn't have the same problems that you have now with this offensive coordinator. But take those offensive coordinators and put them other places, and they didn't have those problems. That's my problem. Like, well, let me give you an example from something I saw this past weekend. Penn State's playing Michigan, right? James Franklin, his team's on, I don't know, like high 30-yard line, whatever, 38-yard line, maybe a little bit too long for his kicker. Maybe it was like the 40 or something. So it's fourth and about a couple of yards, fourth and five or six. So the debate is whether you go for it or whether you punt it. So Franklin lets the clock run down, calls timeout, comes out and he punts it, and they down the ball at the one. Mm-hmm. And everybody's like, oh, it was a great decision. Well, was it? Like, why did you waste the timeout? Yeah. If, why not just take the five-yard penalty if you're going to punt it? It wasn't forward thinking. Did he change his mind during that timeout? But because it worked out, everybody's like, well, yeah, that was a great decision because the, the ball got downed at the one. He wasted a timeout. Like, that could have been valuable at the end of the half mm-hmm. to have that. And I don't think I don't think people realize how valuable timeouts can be mm-hmm. until you need one. Until you're like, oh man, well now we got we can only play towards the outer hashes, and they know you're going to throw outside, so they want you to throw in the middle of the field. You know, like there's all kinds of things you can do to screw things up for the other team. I talked about the uh, um, the California Washington State game this weekend, where the the coach for Cal was pissed, and he should have been. They had 12 men on the field. They hiked the ball real quick, but the coach on the opposing team said, "Get down." The guy took a knee. They blew the whistle for an injury. He gets up, runs off the field. They lose the 30-yard play they just got. There's no penalty because the guy went down for an injury. And it's 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 there's holes in the in some of the rules here. I, I think Harbaugh's found some of those over the years. 410-583-1057. That's the number. Baltimore's Big Bad Morning Show on the fan. Mike Tomlin, is he the best coach on the bad team? And who's your vote for worst coach on the good team? Some say Harbaugh. I say Sean McDermott. Baltimore's Big Bad Morning Show on the fan. 7.34 the a.m. Baltimore's Big Bad Morning Show on the fan. So, Mike Tomlin regarded as the best coach on the bad team. Who was the worst coach on a good team? Some. Maybe some of you said that's John Harbaugh. That's probably out of emotion. My vote is for um, uh, Sean McDermott. Ed, you said your vote is for? The best coach on a bad team? No, the, the worst coach on a good team. I'd say it's Staley. Staley, yeah. yeah. And, and uh, Jeremy? I mean, I said Staley, but I, I would probably agree with you on what we've seen from McDermott. Yeah. Um, if, if we're going with the teams that are already – that we, because I think the Chargers should be good. So it, it probably is Staley, but if you're looking for one or the other, I got two. I got all the, the – everything's covered. Let's go to Jay on Tillman Island. What's up, Jay? Hey, good morning. Great topic to talk about today. Thank you. I, I like the, the Steelers coach, um, Tomlin. I think he's an excellent coach, and what he's got to work with is a lot less than what the Ravens have. As far as Harbaugh, I'm not a Harbaugh fan, but you ever notice when he gets interviewed after a game, he has he gets asked a question, and he skirts around the answer with something else, and he never answers the reporters directly. And you can't be a coach and be the best friend of all the players. When you coach, it's a job. These guys are playing and getting paid. You coach. Tomlin does that. Tomlin doesn't try to be the best friend of his players. He coaches. And I think that's why he's a better coach. Hey, thanks a lot, man. I don't I don't know. You think John Harbaugh tries to be his, best, his player's best friend? No. I think he sometimes. He does not. That's, he protects his players. There's a big difference. It's a huge difference. He's protective of his players, but I know him. I know the team. We all know how they've operated over these years. A lot of players didn't like him because they thought he was too tough. 
Yeah, I don't. I don't. Yeah, you're right. You're Remember, absolutely right. They've been, in, they've been in trouble for you know uh, circumventing and trying to get extra practices in when that was yeah. wasn't supposed to happen. Having padded practice when you're not right. Those types of things. So yeah, I, I I agree with what Ed said. Like I I think he protects his players, which they appreciate. But you can quickly go in that doghouse. We know it. Yeah. We, we've talked about players that were really good on this team not getting and in frankly, games. frankly, that's what motivates players. And that's what they want. They don't want him to be their best friend. They want a leader. Mm-hmm. And they understand that, you know, sometimes you got to make tough decisions. And, but he doesn't throw them under the bus. So I, I admire him for that. I, I don't think John Harbaugh's issues, in my opinion, is what his philosophy of coaching is in terms of his approach to people. I said over and over again, I think he's a great leader of men. I have football issues, mm-hmm. philosophy issues with John Harbaugh. Not personal philosophy issues. Let's go to Mason and Perry Hall. What's up, Mason? How you guys doing today? Doing well. How are well, you, man? First time caller. Been hearing uh, the Harbaugh stuff for a while. I said uh, I'll agree with McDermott uh, in that regard. But I saw this graphic the other day, and it was saying how I think it said the Ravens were number six uh, all time winning percentage among the top four uh, four major leagues in across uh, sports, four major sports leagues. Mm-hmm. And I just want to say, I think that uh, I think that says a lot about Harbaugh and his time in Baltimore. I specifically want to go back in the past few years. I think he's had a hard time with the Lamar injuries. Uh, I also think that he was very right, and I don't think all coaches would have embraced Lamar Jackson the way he did, uh, really hiring Roman, centering an offense around him, making him the guy in Baltimore, um, and then also drafting him initially. But I think him embracing that and having that uh, those – Couple seasons where we made the playoffs with Snoop, unfortunately lost to the Bengals. And, and, and um, I, I think Mason, we, we got to move on. Thanks for the call. I, I agree with him about the Lamar injuries, but the come from behind wins, Jeremy, or with Lamar, or come from behind losses with Lamar on the field, mm-hmm. and that's why I say I think some of the, some of that you got to give to Lamar as well. But you know, I, the losses overall, yeah, with Lamar not on the field, but those come from those. Uh, those come from behind losses. Lamar was out there. And no matter what happens, by the way, like I, I feel like I'm highly critical of Harbaugh in a lot of situations. And uh-huh. I know there are other people in this town. There are some people that just love him, support him, um, maybe a little indifferent to him. It's been a success him being here. There, there's no other way to describe you know, winning two you know, winning a Super Bowl underneath what you've done, getting to multiple other playoff appearances. It's been a success. You bring a Super Bowl. Delaware, Chris. What's up, Chris? Hey, how you guys doing this morning? Doing well, how are you? I'm good. Um, I just want to say that uh, as far as uh, worst coaches, you know, we could go with a lot of coaches, but I believe with all those teams under 500, par 500, if you pick, they're way above 500. I mean, he's truly a leader of men. And as men, as all three of you guys are, it takes a lot to follow suit behind another man. And um, he he has that. He has that it. And he gets it done. And you got to give him his credit where it's due. He's doing that without a $100 million contract quarterback. You said with what? He's doing all of this winning without a $100 million quarterback on his team right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, well, he does now. Yeah. Before he didn't. Mm-hmm. Well, he had Flacco. But, but so did Pete Carroll. Flacco was a $100 million quarterback, but when he got paid, I don't think those were the best years. <laughs> you, know what be- you know what Flacco's best years were? When? Those four games of the playoffs. Yeah. Yes, was, <laughs> by the way, that playoff run was his were his best years. He did call us all men, but some of it. Let's be honest, some of us are manly than other ones. You, you know, know I, and I agree with him. You know, as men, you don't want to. You can't follow other people. You can't follow me as a man. What? Well, never mind. That's not even. You know what? I'm not even going to address that. 
I don't want to follow you. Better get a rope. <laughs> so I can get back out? <laughs> Put it in the seat of your pants <laughs> so we can bring you back. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm taking another vacation. <laughs> Shovels at 8 o'clock. Put on the other side. Ed and Jeremy's NFL Top 3 up next on The Fan. This has become a very popular segment. I don't know if you two guys know this. Yep. Yeah, I get, I get the... Uh, I, I got to ask the question about it two weeks in a row. Who do you think uh, Jeremy and Ed top three are this week? I don't know. They're not going to like it. I don't know. So let's start out with you, Jeremy. Who's your number three team in the National Football Wait League? Wait a minute. You always start with Ed, and now you're going to start with me? This is messed up. Okay, Ed. Yes. Who's your number three team in the National Football League? San Francisco 49ers. 49ers. Mm-hmm. Back in. Sorry, I was just. I didn't know my mic was on. I was. The back in, huh? They're back in. I mean, they lost three in a row, and there was like kind of all kinds of questions about what's going on with them and this and that. Now that they're healthy, and you, you see what they did to the Jaguars, who are a really good team. They thirty four three beat down. I just feel like you know you get your left tackle back, you get your stud wide receiver back. You know, all's right with the world. I still now, think they're a very good team. Now I'm going to preview here. That means that means you have them better than a team with let fewer losses because yes. there are three teams in the National Football League with fewer losses. Hundred percent. And you only have two spots left. Yep. So who's number two? Those. Two. <laughs> I have the Eagles at number two. Eagles, the best record in football. That means you have a two loss team at number one. Eagles have one loss. Yep. Who's that? The Chiefs. The Chiefs. Chiefs. Mm. So, 49ers with three losses mm-hmm. is our number three. Eagles with two losses. I mean, one loss is number two. And the Chiefs with two losses is number one. Yes. All right. Jeremy Kahn. By the way, I think, can I say this? I think Ed's top three uh-huh. in that order uh-huh. are the top three next week. Okay. So That's what your, I believe. Who's your number three? But he was dead wrong. Um, my number three is going to be the Lions this week. Lions. Wow. Two Dave, lost Lions. Why? David Montgomery's back. They look like a yeah. different team. I thought that was a really good road win. I thought it was a tough spot for him even coming off of the bye week. And as Get much as, as much as that, Ed loves that goofball they have for a head coach. Love and he always, guy. he always says something that gets me like, where I'm like, what an idiot. But every once in a while he has something where I'm like, I see what Ed's saying. When he told <laughs> Lion fans to bring diapers to the stadium because they're going to be crapping themselves with this play calling. I loved it. I was like, this is great. But yeah, the line, that's a that's a formidable team. I, yeah. I don't think this year is their year, but I think they're getting closer, man. And it's kind of cool to see a team that's been down like that for Who's a while. Who's your number two team? My number two team is the Chiefs. And I do think they're going to win on Monday night against the Eagles. If you guys haven't looked ahead to the schedule, they mm-hmm. play each other this Monday night. So we have a good Thursday and Monday night game. Um, so I think that's going to flip, but the Chiefs have to be on this list now after seeing what happened yeah. with some of the teams that we had in our top three losing. Um, so I'm guessing you're number one team with the Eagles. They're the, they're the number one team. Um, mm-hmm. And it's hard. Look, you look at their record. I'm not doing this just based upon record because, honestly, I think Ed is right with the 49ers being the third best team. They look really good. And I don't know if you saw, there was a point in time where Fred Warner during the Jacksonville game said, they don't know what they're doing. And somebody looked back at him and said, you're right. We have no idea what we're doing from the Jacksonville Jaguars side because they were so confused. Yeah. Um, So I do think Ed's right that they're they're on their way back up. So, uh, Jeremy, while you're talking, do you have – are you – have anything to pick apart with Ed's? 
No, not at all. I, like, in all seriousness, I, I think he's got it right. I think I'm going in the order it should be because, look, the Eagles have a better record. Mm-hmm. When we're splitting hairs over who the top team is, um, I think they have the same record next week, and I think the Chiefs are the, the, the top team in football. Ed, you mm-hmm. have a problem with Jeremy's top three? No, other than I just don't like – I just think the Chiefs are better than the Eagles. I don't care what the record says. It just you know you see these teams play a lot because there are a lot of national television. Just like what I see, and if you have the best quarterback in football, you got a big advantage over everybody. And I was very torn between the 49ers and the Lions, but I didn't want to let my Lion fandom get in the way, so I just wanted the 49ers. But I think they're interchangeable. Well, I did Lions are really good. That's my point about last week when I was saying there there are no and people were like, like I had the Jags in my top three last week, and people were like, oh, I can't believe you had. They're a really good team, guys. Like yeah. it's not, it's not something. And then some guys like you got to have the 49ers who do come in and beat them. The 49ers had just lost three in a row. Like the Jags had just won on the road and won some pretty tough games. Uh, one being against that Steelers team that we keep talking about finding a way to win games. That was one that they couldn't. So um, I, I think when you start stacking them up up top, and we could poke holes in any of these, but I don't. I, I couldn't sit here and tell you if you had the Lions as the best team in football. I couldn't tell you you're wrong. Um, because like they're all kind of very similar. Yeah. Every team has holes, warts, whatever you want to call it, that I, we could sit here and talk about and give you reasons why we don't think they'd win. 410-583-1057, that's the number. Baltimore's Big Bad Morning Show on the fan. Rashawn in Baltimore wants to weigh in on top three. What's up, Rashawn? Good morning, good morning. Good morning. Hey, listen, I think for the first time ever, me and Jeremy agree on something. You know, I definitely agree with his top three. But well, um, You're smart. I'm smart, yeah. If I had to go uh, a little bit further, though, with a top five, I'm putting the Ravens in number four. Who's it number five? In number five. Oh, okay. I thought we had the Cowboys in there. We don't do a top five, Sean. We do a top three. But, I mean, I couldn't yeah, I, we do, I, I we agree do, with we, it. We do a top three. We don't, we, don't, we, don't, we don't go five. Five is easy. We do three. Three is tough. But I think. How, I, how I, are you going to rename show. the segment, Sean? <laughs> hey, Big Bad Motor Show man. top. Here's my top five and my top three. Why don't we do a top three with six honorable mentions? Yeah, let's do that. Let's All do right. that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm messing with you, Rashad. I'm messing with you, man. How you doing this morning? I'm, I'm all right. I'm all right, man. I think next week, I think the list definitely a change, though. I think um, the Cowboys definitely being one of y'all top three next week after they spanked the Panthers. Huh? And, um, so you well, think the Cowboys move... From not on the list to on the list for beating the Panthers? Yeah, because some teams are going to lose next week. I think the Buccaneers are going to beat the 49ers. What? And, yeah, come on, Ed. You know that, man. You, you, ain't, you don't think you're That was you're, Jeremy question. Don't be blaming me. That was Jeremy. Oh, come on. <laughs> Yo. Y'all sound a little sound. We sound nothing yeah. alike. We when sound he's exactly me. alike <laughs> when he's mocking me. Hey, thanks a lot, Rashad. Yeah. You know, like to to his point though, like the, yeah, I don't have no points. No, I'm just don't saying with, with, with the Cowboys. Listen to him. You got to look at the matchups this week. So the Eagles and Chiefs are playing each other. One of them could knock themselves out of the top three, depending on how we look at it. How bad they beat them? Yeah. See, I think if you're number one and number two, if you're the number one, number two team, and number two beats number one, you just flip flop. I agree. if the number two team loses to the number one team, why move now? You're supposed to be worse than them. I agree, but that's not how it goes. It should go that way. You don't hey, don't, don't go with the grain all the time sometimes, Jeremy. Go the opposite way of the grain. I go against the grain all the time. I don't think you do. I think you're a grain mover, man. I got you razor bumps this. everywhere. I know. You do. So. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> no doubt. 410-583-1057. That's the number. Baltimore's Big Bad Morning Show on the fan. Oh, I should do the bottom three. 
Rob Long's worst three teams in the basketball. That'd be harder, I think. <laughs> it would be. so many bad so, teams. I, because cause you could be. I'm not kidding. Because I don't know if the Arizona Cardinals at two and eight are worse than. The Giants? The Packers. Or the Panthers at one and eight. Yeah, and the Packers have three wins. Yeah, the Bears have three wins. But I think the Arizona Cardinals are better than the Packers right now. It's, there's so many bad teams. The Patriots. With Kyler Murray back. Yeah. The yeah, Patriots think. might be right now the worst team in the National Football League. Uh, and look at poor Dayball. He goes from being like the whiz kid up in Buffalo with the yeah. offense, turns the Giants around one season, and now they're just terrible. They're just waiting for it to end. Jacob, Cal- Jacob Calvin Meyer joins us to talk uh, some baseball at 830. But up next, and no, she got a shovel for us. I do. It's to another bad, not a bad team, just a bad franchise. The New York Jets, they can't even get this right. If you have a shovel, give us a call. Give us a text for 10583-1057. Hit us up on Twitter, at BBMS1057 The Fans. Shovel's next. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 